This is the Galaxy Wars Podcast with your host, The Grays. Greetings, welcome back to another episode of the Galaxy Wars Podcast with your host, Jim and Tom. And it's another week, another movie, another review. But before we even get to the review, we're going to talk about some other stuff. Uh, we missed Batman Day. Yep. Uh, day before we're recording today. Who's your favorite Batman? It's Robert Pattinson, right? <laughs> no, I I always say it's because um, it's the first Batman I've seen on TV or on, on screen is uh, Michael Keaton. Okay. Uh, but I I don't think he's great as Batman. Yeah. And I don't know if I, I'm just not sure that movie holds up. I don't think it does. No. <laughs> it's it's a hard sell for it. I mean, like, it holds up. Which it, which holds up better? Eighty nine Batman or Dick Tracy? Eighty nine Batman. Okay. Yeah. I, I yeah. But I yeah, I don't think he's great as Batman. He was a cool Bruce Wayne and he I think even knowing like I was probably was eight I was ten. Not really knowing who Michael Keaton is, mm-hmm. like He's got to be kind of a wild card pick back then. Yeah, you know. But know. Uh, who, who else could have? Who else could have been? I don't know. T- Tom Hanks. I don't know. Yeah. Harrison Ford. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what they're like because really didn't like look into all that. But Patrick Swayze. Uh, yeah, he, he might have been pretty good. Yeah. The it's Bat- like post Roadhouse. Yeah, the Batman who danced. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine he's just pirouetting <laughs> on top of Go- uh, Gotham Towers? Um, uh, but you know, obviously the modern Batmans are better Batmans. I mean, I love Kevin Conroy because he's still putting out great content. Yeah, but on the screen, I have to. I I got to give it to Christian Bale. Okay, all right. I, I can't argue that. I think Christian Bale. He kind of rebrought out how popular right. Batman was. Like those movies are if. I mean, The Dark Knight is one of the quintessential, you know, Mount Rushmore of right. superhero movies. That, yeah. That's what everybody, that's the bar for most yeah. people. Yeah, uh, and, you know, him and Chris, Christopher Nolan had a vision, and they, yeah. I think they pulled it off perfectly, and he got in and got out. Yeah. You know? and kind of like the the idea of his character was to do that, and, you know, hopefully we never see him back again. Yeah. And, and that was the whole point, you know, that's... You know, in real life, hopefully we never see him back again. Yeah, I I don't want to see Christian Bale's Batman back. I think that time has passed. Right. Um, and we don't need that. That's kind of like beating a dead horse. Yeah. Bringing him back. Uh, Conroy. I mean, it's. It, I guess it's unfair to pick Conroy because of, you know, it's it's a voice actor as opposed to, uh, live screen live action. Right. But he's going to be Batman in Crisis on Infinite Earths on CW. Yeah, and and you know when the voice that you hear. When you think of Batman, uh, for me, I don't hear Chris. Well, you don't want to hear Christian Bale's yeah. Batman voice. Yeah. Where's the trigger? The voice you hear is Kevin Conroy's voice. Yeah, so, to me. So, yeah, he's perfect yeah. for it. But if we're gonna go live action, I'm gonna go uh, George Clooney <laughs> for sure. <laughs> no, uh, I'll I'll stay with you with Christian Bale. Keaton's, yeah, Keaton's a really good one too. Uh, I'm, we're probably gonna catch a lot of hell for for our choices. I think. A lot of people don't like Christian Bale as Batman. They thought that he was a, a better Bruce Wayne too. I, I didn't think he was a. I didn't think he could pull off Bruce Wayne because he's too. You know, I, I think Bruce Wayne hides that he's Batman very well. Like, yeah, he could pull it off. Christian Bale wasn't pulling off. No, he was like he was like midlife crisis Batman. Yeah, like I'm just yeah. gonna do whatever the hell I want. Like he wasn't. I I think he wanted to be Batman more than anything, and you know I. I don't know. I didn't. I he's. I liked his. Plus, he. You know, he he can get into the physical physicality of being Batman yeah. and actually make it semi believable. So yeah. What as a comic book reader, what's your favorite story? Uh, man, I I, I love a good Superman ass kicking. So uh, I think it's got to be like Dark Knight Rises. It's a good one. Yeah, that's a really good one. Frank Miller again bringing back yeah. the badass Batman as opposed to. You know what we had before, right? Kind of re, uh, reinvented Batman. It's like Batman Renaissance. Yeah, yeah, that was a good one. I like um, that's a good one. I like Hush. Yeah, Core of the Owls. What's going on now is really good. Yeah, the Last Night on Earth is really, really trippy. Yeah, yeah, two long form books. Uh, Scott Snyder, Greg Capala. It's gonna be really good. Yeah. And then well, I think there's one more left, and they just uh, announced that Scott Snyder is done. Huh. It was declining sales. 
Oh, really? Yeah, so he's gone off of Batman and uh, James Tynan the fourth okay. is coming back with uh, a new writer, a new art crew. And he's going to be taking over Batman. See, that's the thing is um, I can't keep up with the storylines. There's too many. Like I was I was at lunch yesterday with Chuck and uh, my buddy and it was – he was like, what Batman stories are you reading? And I'm like, what am I not reading? There's Batman and Superman. There's <laughs> Event Leviathan, Batman Ninja Turtles, uh, Doomsday Clock. There's all, everything that's going on right now. Right. Last Night on Earth, it all centers around Batman. And you, you forget about like all the other heroes. You know right, what I mean? Right. Green Arrow is done. There's no more comics going on right now. Hmm. Uh, you know, Wonder Woman's leader of Justice League Dark. So you're like, what are you that's doing? Weird. Yeah, really weird. Yeah. And... It just leads you right back to Batman, and all you're left with is Batman. I guess, I mean, if he sells, though. You know, comics are pretty pretty easy to uh, trace, you know, why they do something. Mm-hmm. They do, you know, they do it because it sells. Yep. If, the, if last week or last month's book sells, then make this month's book. You know, it's not really, that's boiled down, but it's kind of what it is. So. Yeah. Batman, they know will sell. Yep, proven commodity. Same thing with Spider-Man. Yeah. And Batman, you know, it's kind of the idea of, of, of if you give every everybody a bucket, you know, they could bail us out quicker. And Batman's kind of like that idea. He's, he's As long as he's selling books, other, you know, there will be money for other people to yeah. do other crazy things, you know, and... and it just has to be that way. Yeah, and I, I kind of like what they're doing. Like, with this event Leviathan stuff, they're bringing everybody in. And, like, what DC really gets pushed in the last two years, in, as far as comics are concerned, is Mr. Miracle and Big Barda. Like, the Tom King stuff last year, I think it was last year, uh, one in Eisner. It was the best thing yeah. that I that I read all year. And everything I'm reading now, you see Mr. Miracle and Barda in the background or they have speaking parts. Even in Event Leviathan, they're in there. And you're like, this is really good. I'm, I'm, you know, they're bringing out the, I mean, not that, I, not that they're B-level heroes, but they're like B-level, like recognizable characters. Right, right, right. It's, and same thing with Arrow. They're bringing out the Green Arrow to do this, the question. You're bringing these characters that normally wouldn't work with a solo run yeah. or a, like a weird mashup. So they're putting them with Batman with an inner arcing story. And I think that that works. Yeah, I I, I think uh, yeah. I mean that's it's hopefully it 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 breeds new stuff. Yeah. Um. But like I said, like I've been out of DC uh, and I've been out of like mainstream reading for a long time, and I kind of just you know I pick up the you know I've talked about it before. I've just been picking up a lot of you know indie stuff. Yeah. That, that just catches my eye. That that you wouldn't see in dc but dc has its it's it's well it doesn't really have the uh well they had vertigo and they, yeah, they, canceled, they canceled that vertigo um and they're trying to do this black label stuff but you know they launched batman damned like yeah. their their, their so, black label stuff right. is three quarters of it is batman uh batman's dick right was yeah. it black man and, like, sells sells apparently yeah. uh we were in we were in new york and i think it was like six hundred dollars for that uh really yeah Hmm. For that book, I have Save it. it. <laughs> I have it. Yeah, it's like I'm gonna go get it signed. <laughs> Just signed right over, the, right across the dick. <laughs> How many times do you think he's already done that? Oh, tons. <laughs> and like that storyline, that ruined the whole storyline. It was supposed to be like the black label was like the mature content, and they had to reissue because people got hurt. They yeah. had to reissue the first cover. Then the second cover took four months to put out, and it was supposed to be a two month. And I just got the third one. I think that came out in August. Yeah. It's two years for three books. Like, I'm reading the third one. I'm like, I don't even remember what happened in here. I was like, why am I reading this? Is is there more dick in this one? And it was just, I was only reading it because Constantine was in it. Yeah. But I got the whole series, so, you know. Oh, when, it's worth something. Yeah, yeah, when my kids need to go to college. Thank you, Bruce Wayne's dong. But no, Batman Batman Day um, was essentially is the only superhero I know that has his own day. Which is weird. Yeah. I mean, you'd think there'd be a Superman Day, but... You know, I guess every day is Superman Day. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I, I read that the art, the argument for the only reason Batman has a day is because anybody could be Batman. Because he has no superpowers except right. for money. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, I yeah. couldn't be Batman. No. I don't, my asthma won't, won't allow <laughs> me to be Batman. You know, I'm having a hard time breathing sitting in a chair. Yeah, I don't know. I mean. You couldn't be Batman. No. You're allergic to cats. And his, his main foe is Catwoman. Yeah, really. Um, slash wife. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't think anybody. Yeah, it, it takes a you know tremendous amount of circumstance to become Batman. And, yeah, 
you know, he he draws his willpower on on just you know, or you know, because uh, his parents died. Yeah, I mean, could that make him a a good? Could Bruce Wayne become a a lantern? Would he be able to? Because oh. tremendous amount of willpower to do the things he's done. Could yeah. Yeah, he was in. To I put guess, himself through everything he's put himself through. Darkest Night, he was a lantern, right? He was a black lantern now. Yeah, but then he turned white. He turned into a white lantern at one point. Mm. And I, you, more than likely, you can't have him be a bad guy for too long. Speaking of somebody who turned into a lantern, uh, Black Canary turned into a Green Lantern in um, the new Event Leviathan. Oh, really? Yeah, actually, pretty cool. Um, how many people do you think that like when they give their kids comics, right, and they're reading the Batman stuff, and like they take away their like their privileges or they like they uh, punish them i said take away privileges like i'm at work um how many kids do you think come back with i wish you were dead so i could be batman <laughs> you think that that's an argument in like in a household yeah As- uh, uh, when you get you know to the how he started it could be yeah, yeah. if you were dead i'd be batman yeah. and nobody yeah. would take my because i don't have any money no you wouldn't be batman <laughs> there's no alfred <laughs> just be you and some weirdo that's what it would be. I don't know. But uh, happy Batman Day. Happy Batman Day. Yeah, maybe next next year it'll probably be a Sunday, so we'll be able to record live on Batman Day. Uh, but we're going to talk about a movie today uh, from a, a man in black running around like a bat to <laughs> the people in black based off of a Malibu comic. Did you catch that at the end of the movie? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you know this was a comic? I don't think I did know this was a comic originally. No. Yeah, I had no idea. Um and maybe the story is based on Malibu continuation. Well, it said Malibu comic based hmm. off the Malibu comic. Um, makes me, I've never even heard of Malibu comic. I think I've heard of it, but I don't know what I would have heard of it for. Maybe this. Maybe. But we're, we're talking Men in Black International, uh, an F. Gary Gray joint. Yeah. I didn't realize I've seen a lot of his stuff. Um, have I? Friday. For, uh, oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, be cool. <laughs> okay. Set it off. Nope. Um, Fate of the Furious. Okay, he did yeah. that. Uh, there's more in there. He's, I'm sure, in the '90s, you've seen a ton of his sure. music videos. He did a lot of Destiny's Child and Okay, uh, Ali. <laughs> but uh, the first thing I want to talk about this uh, this movie spoilers to come are the critics' kind of uh, scores for this. Yeah, 22 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, 66 percent as far as a audience score. And 35 on Metacritic. Where do you think it falls? Oh, he did The Italian Job and A Negotiator. I would say... Yeah, Negotiator's pretty good. And Straight Outta Compton, <laughs> Law Abiding Citizen. And he did uh, R&B. Or R. Kelly, the R in R&B video collection. And A Man Apart. Sorry. I would say around 60. Yeah. that's that's. I'm more audience score with that. Yeah. Because... Going into this movie, I was I love I love the the leads. Yeah, all like all three of them for that point. I I love Liam Hem, uh, Liam Hemsworth. I was like Jesus, no, I don't. <laughs> I love Liam Neeson. Saw his old house in uh, in Belfast on my honeymoon. Yeah, I love Chris Hemsworth, and Tessa Thompson's great. Yep. I love her too. And going into it, I was like, oh yeah, this is just Thor Valkyrie. They're playing off of that connection, right? Uh, what a better way to do it. And then you know, I sat down, I watched the movie. Chelsea watched it with me. And I was I was happy with it. Right. I didn't walk away like, oh, this this movie was awful, but it no, wasn't. It, it wasn't kinda, great. No, it wasn't. Um, what I think it was in some spots is kind of like derivative of the original. Yeah. It was almost a parody. Um, so I, I just think it, it it fell short in some spots, and um, it wasn't. It was kind of predictable. Yeah. And it wasn't unique. Like we've seen that exact thing happen. Yeah, it's almost an, it's almost a mixture of the first two bad guys. Uh, what's her name, Laura? Uh, Laura Flynn Boyle. Her kind of like she morphed into a giant thing. Yeah, and the roach. Yep, it looks like the two of them morphed together. So there's just some parts where it's not really that unique and not that special. Yeah, you know, going into it, I was, I thought like I caught the, the vil- like the mole. Like I knew it was going to yeah. be Liam Neeson, but then during the movie, I was like, maybe that they're just making it way too obvious that he's the the mole. Does that make it worse? I don't know because at one point I was like, I think it's Rafe Spell. 
Right. And I was like, I well, mean, they practically put a sign over them, but they, they don't do a twist. And they're like, is that a twist? What is that? I mean, yeah. Because they're basically right away, you know, oh, he was, as soon as they say, oh, this is what the hive does, they take over. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, well, Liam Neeson's been infected by the hive yeah. and he's the mole. Okay. Yeah. I know. I know. That's what happened. And then you, but did you get caught up with the, the race ball stuff? Like where, who, I would have liked, I'm not a knock against Rafe's Ball. I think he did fantastic at age, as Agent C. Yeah. But kind of wanted that to be Chris Parnell's character in Archer. <laughs> I just wanted Cyril to be right there because I was kept picturing this as like, this was Archer just with aliens. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. I mean, I wouldn't have minded him to be the bad guy or to do anything. But then like, you know. He had no payoff. Yeah. He, he came around and... Yeah, he just turned into a buddy. Yeah. Like so... He, he hates Chris Hemsworth the entire movie, and then he saves the world for a second time, and he goes, oh, isn't that uh, The only ironic? time is when they're riding up the elevator, and right after he's, you know, like, when, he, you know, right after he talks to agency and says, if I, if this goes sideways... You know, make sure every, you tell everybody it was me that was the traitor or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then he can't, he keeps repeating himself. I was like, maybe he's the one. Yeah. Maybe he's the hive and like he, Agent T, the last thing he might have did was like, nor lies on, that would be a great twist. Yeah. To make him the bad guy, but like try to make him forget that he's the bad guy. Yeah. But no. No, they didn't do that. And they honestly, like, Chelsea and I are watching it and they put the, the villain right in front of you because within the name high tea everyone's thinking it's oh it's high tea because they're british it's high treason yeah you're just like he's high treason he's the bad guy yeah and chelsea's like oh I, you know i didn't put that together and i was like well i did yeah <laughs> but I, all, in, all in all with the with the movie you know i i enjoyed it like i thought that the tessa thompson's character as agent m slash molly like her looking for the MIB and like yeah. being that person like tinfoil Kevin in the tick just running around <laughs> and just trying to like pinpoint who who's where they're at and they're you know she's essentially found the MIB headquarters at least in New York because of the National Enquirer right and I thought because Jimmy was coming home to see yeah. the kids uh, did you get a Lilo and Stitch vibe you very much so yeah. especially with um you know Lucian or Lu- Lucius in the beginning, yeah, where yeah. the little uh, the little creature, which was adorable, and <laughs> I'm like, oh, that I can't wait to see what that grows up to in in the yeah in the future, and it paid off really well. I think that scene was pretty good, where it, where it was like, uh, you know, what does that mean? He's like, oh, I'll kill anybody anyway, most violent way possible, and you're like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, and that was the guy um, from I think this is the second week that we've talked about him. Or no, Fate and the Furious, we talked about him. Uh, Spencer Wildling. Okay. He was in Guardians of the Galaxy, and he was in Rogue One. He played uh, Darth Vader. Okay. Oh, did he? Yeah, he's the okay. body of Darth Vader now. So he played the the monster. But what what uh, what do you think of like, what what stuck out for you as far as the movie goes? Uh, well, you know, I I kind of liked. Um, I am a fan of. Uh, Chris Hemworth's comedy. Yeah. Comedy. Gotcha. Um, Comedy. Yeah, I think he's pretty good at it. I think he's been hampered by mediocre to to bad um, scripts. Yeah. We got a lot of the same with the the alien that does the time stuff. Like, we got a lot of the same, uh, you know, he's just eye candy. The tropes, yeah. Yeah. There was definitely, they had the throw in the shirtless scene. Yeah. Where he's sleeping with the alien. He's just dumb eye candy. Yeah. Because um, that's what happened in Ghostbusters. But, like, I don't know. Maybe they they just think uh, they've been doing it with women for so long. They could do it with a man. And yeah. He's the right. But, like, let's get past it. I mean, he could just be funny. Yeah. I think he's hilarious. Yeah. I think just in real life, he's hilarious. Just watching his interviews, and right. it seems like it just doesn't. Does he's just like, oh, I'll, I'll do whatever I want on this one. But do you think that he, outside of the Marvel universe, is a leading man? Uh, if you if you look at his track record, well, not a lot of his stuff has has really resonated. I'm not willing to say that it's all his fault. Yes, yeah. he had. I mean, he's carried the movies. They haven't been necessarily 
fantastic yeah. or successful. But he's had some Ron Howard stuff too. Yeah. He well, did, he did that race car. One, and yeah. he did In the Heart of the Sea. Yeah. You know, not everything's Ghostbusters and Vacation yeah. for him. And Ron and, Howard's pretty exceptional director. Yeah. So. Besides Solo. <laughs> yeah. At, which, you know, we're going <clears> to <throat> we're gonna jump around. But rumor is, we talked about this on our D23 episode, that there's going to be the uh, a spinoff from Solo going to Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. And we we were kind of theorizing that it was the Obi Wan series with uh, Darth Maul. Uh, I think that gives it a little more cre- credit. Yeah, I talked about it on Active Geek this week uh, that it, they got the Galaxy War bump, <laughs> and they they knew that we were they were listening. But I don't know, man. I I don't think he's a, a leading man outside of Marvel. I mean, we'll see. Uh, Huntsman, Snow White's in the Huntsman. Yeah, but that's a. That's a Kristen Stewart joint. Yeah, that see that's the problem. I, I think maybe, maybe his selection process is just really bad. Yeah. You know, like don't take a Kristen Stewart movie, <laughs> or or when you read the script and it it calls for you to be uh, good looking but dumb. Maybe say, can I just be can not I, stupid? Not you know, I, I don't know. Can I just be funny? The one that I thought was gonna kind of give him the bump after Thor and Avengers and all that was uh, Bad Times at El Royale. Yeah. Uh, Chelsea saw it. I started watching it. Critics hated it. Yeah. And it looked, I mean, cast is great. Yeah. It you looked, know. and it was, it looked way different than a lot of stuff. And, and he's a cult leader and he, you know, he's, he's like the, the sexy cult leader. And like if Manson was ever sexy, that's what they were kind of playing off of. Right. Uh, and it, you know, he was great in it. I just don't know if that's the type of movie that we need in today's, that that's going to be popular. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's going to be tough. Um, you know, people get away with those types of movies, but they're the people that already had, like, uh, what's his name from Harry Potter? Uh, Daniel Radcliffe? Daniel Radcliffe. He's had a pretty unique career. Yeah. Like, but you, you've you already made, you know, eight of the top 20 selling movies of all time. Yeah. How do you go from a boy wizard to a neo-Nazi? Yeah. It's like, well, Jesus Christ. And, you know, he transition. gets to do... he. T- he has no interest of being the leading man. He's already yep. done it. He just wants to. He's got money. Yeah. He just wants to, you know, perform an art. So, I don't know. I I I don't think Chris Hemsworth is at that point. He needs to do a leading man. Yeah. And I think he needs to do like maybe not be funny. Maybe not be the good guy. Maybe. Well, he does need a he, go I mean, out there and and you know. I think the one of the best ways to show that you 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 know one of the best ways not to get typecast as the heartthrob is go and do something different. Like he needs to get fat, is what no, you're saying. Yeah, go, but need, no, people loved Fat Four. They did because <laughs> he was Lebowski. <laughs> I think he needs to do something like go just go out there and and play the bad guy in something. Yeah. Be a Bond villain. Or, Maybe he already know, knew like saw the writing on the wall because right after this movie he said I'm taking a break. Mm-hmm. Like and I think the next movie back that he has is going to be Thor: uh, Love and Thunder, which you know. But that's going to be you know you go back an, to the well. Yeah, it's going to be like an, a nineteen eighties ro- uh, rom com, you know, yeah. road trip movie again, which is fine, which I'll, I love. I'll, yeah, I'm good you know. with that. But yeah, I mean, it's weird that you have to have that conversation of a guy that looks like him mm-hmm. and has talent, and you know, is he a leading man? Like. Yeah, I guess not. You know, and I've heard the, the you know I've heard the argument forever is is um is Brad Pitt a leading is Brad Pitt an A list leading man? Oh, now ever? Oh, I don't know because like most of his 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 cr- best work probably didn't make a ton of money. But like the the recognizable stuff, he, it's not really him. No, he's you know, an the, ensemble. Yeah, case. the oceans and you know, uh, interview with vampires stuff like that. He's always the the supporting lead. Right, Fight Club. Yeah, but that's like such a low budget. Low seven, seven. But he's acting with Morgan Freeman. Yeah, uh, I I think a lister in general. I think Brad Pitt. Like my grandma knows who Brad Pitt is. Right, my grandma doesn't know Thor. I always wondered. I don't. I'm not sure he is. Well, his last movie. I'm, I'm glad he's doing movies again. At Ultra. Yeah, at Astra. I think. At Astra. Yeah. Uh, 19 mil came in. I think third this week. Um, came or no 19.2 because it came in second because it beat uh, Rambo. Last Blood. Okay. Came at 19 mil. Oh. 
that's uh, 18 mil more than I thought it was going to make. No, I think it's going to be huge. Real- Last Blood? Oh, <laughs> even the writer of Rambo said he doesn't want to be uh, associated with this movie. Who cares? He said, I don't want anything to do with this movie because <laughs> it's uh, Macaulay Culkin's character from Home Alone in <laughs> Stallone's body. But let's get back to the movie. Um, there were parts that I really liked. Uh, I love the dynamic between K and M or H and M. Um, Pawnee was yeah. fantastic. Yeah. He's, uh, uh, Kam- I guess that was Kamal Nanjiani. Yeah. Kam- I didn't uh, even look. I just kind of knew. Yeah. Kumail yeah. Nanjiani. Um, Name. yeah. He takes over for the pug in the first yeah. one. Who was in? He- Maybe there's just a race of pugs. Maybe. Uh, or I, it might have been the same one because it was in New York. So. Yeah, and then the aliens were in there coming <clears throat> off the subway too. Yeah, I think they were the only two that really uh, made the trip from the first three movies mm-hmm. to show you that this was kind of like a well, and a you bigger, got that picture. Yeah, with J and K. Yeah, I mean, glad Will Smith didn't make a cameo. Yeah, in this. I need that. Or Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, I know if Rip Torn were alive, they probably would have added him <laughs> in there as well. I I, I thought Pawnee was great. Uh, the one thing that I um, I want to talk to you about because I was curious about this. What do you think about the, I guess, the implied villains, the twins? Yeah. Uh, who are uh, dancers called lay twins. Uh, I don't know if you've <laughs> ever seen them dance. They're the guys from... Um, America's... Uh, oh, no, I thought World they, of Dance. Okay. Because they look like the guys from uh, The Matrix. No, these are... the twi- You remember the twins yeah, from The Matrix? These are French dancers uh, who became famous through youtube and like these dance competitions like step up and went over to that j-lo neo and uh okay the other white guy who dances went to that show um and they they're great like i've spent hours watching them dance okay um they move like chris hemsworth uh talked about it the way that they move like they finish each other's movements like and, like you saw it in the movie like the way oh, that they okay. kind of like they were very symbiotic and when they dance, they're the same way. They're like a hive. And like that, I think that's why they were casted because you're like, hmm. we're casting the hive and this is a good kind of divergent because yeah. maybe you thought they were the hive the whole time. What do you think of them? Or, well, what, what they turned, they, they were coming to battle the hive. Right, right. That's, they did, they, yeah, that's right. Cause, uh, when high T killed them, that's when yeah. they killed them. No, they were pretty cool. Uh, um, some parts I didn't understand, like, uh, why they did things the way they did, like yeah. um, instead of jumping over a wall, which they could, they would just turn into the wall. Yeah, they would kind of like then flow come through. out of the wall. Cool visuals, but like when you apply a little logic, it's like hmm, it's yeah. weird. But uh, yeah, they were fun to watch, and, and it, you know, you they do have that dance scene. Yeah, which I don't know. It should have been better with in, their in dance a, in, skills. Yes. It should have been ten times better in a world of aliens, and and invasions and all this other stuff i don't know i was trying to figure out what they were doing Mm -hmm. that like she picked up on because it wasn't like they were doing anything that crazy or unique they were just dancing in a you know yeah in a club yeah like what were they doing that she was like oh my god they're maybe they weren't dressed for the occasion yeah because they came like full-on terrorist outfits right and they came from marrakesh where they where they killed that uh that other alien and they massacred all Pawnee's people, and then like, the whole time, like that's what I'm saying. Like they they make us want to, you, you know, they're good guys, and they're like, well, no, they killed they killed a not lot of people. Good guys, yeah, they they've been wreaking havoc, and yeah. you know, the Earth might explode because of them. Yeah, they that's killed, kind of those the the danger that the lurking danger is. They killed fungus. Yeah, fungus of fungus among us. Oh, he they? he was fantastic. Do you think that the movie suffered from not? A lot of aliens, like way too little aliens, because I, I mean this—that's uh, what kind of like that's or what, way too many little aliens. <laughs> yeah, because Chelsea, we were watching, and Chelsea was like, the thing about the first ones where they they had like Johnny Knoxville's character, and like there were more speaking roles for aliens, and they were more intertwined into it. Yeah, it, it just um, they didn't show us. You know, and I, I, you're trying to like show us. It, it seemed like they were more worried about showing us technology, yeah, than the the aliens. But we saw the flying jet car, and we we saw 
weapons and i did like the way that they got it out of the car yeah like that scene when they're fighting the twins on the street i thought that that was really cool right utilizing every piece of it yeah so i thought that was cool but you made it do extra stuff but you really like step up the game yeah any. you 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 just showed me a new car i guess but i i just uh i th- you know i would have liked to see the, you know, the alien scene when they walked in the original one was unique because you never seen anything like that. Yeah. It felt had a Star Wars type of feel. So you really didn't do much else. You didn't change much. Or, yeah. So it's kind of like, oh, we're, you know, I've seen it. Yeah, it was a continuation that felt like a reboot. Yeah. With this movie. And it wasn't, you know, originally it wasn't supposed to be a reboot. It was supposed to be a uh, uh, collaboration because this was supposed to be Men in Black and 21 Jump Street. Oh, with Jonah Hill and Channing Tatum joining Tommy Lee and um, who had that and Will Smith, Sony. Well, yeah, that's what's going on over at the folks at Sony that are running Spider Man (laughs) right now. Uh, Would you have gone and see that seen that movie? No, no, no. (laughs) It sounds awful. I didn't go and see this one either. Yeah, well, that's why we're doing it uh, eight months later. Yeah, it. You wouldn't have seen it. No, not at all. No, it was uh, when that was announced. I think Chuck and I talked about it on Active Geek. We were like, "What the hell are they thinking?" Like well, it, yeah, I, it makes no sense. It's like the Scooby Doo, where they just get everybody yeah. Scooby Doo and Supernatural yeah. crossover that they did on the CW. I like, I I wasn't for that. So when they announced that it was going to be, you know, I did a whole episode on the pre like preview of this when you know for Active Geek, and I was I was amped for it. I thought like this could be the revitalization of the Men in Black franchise, move away from you know J and K, and you got Thor and Valkyrie, right. and then this turns out to be the least successful. Of yeah. the four, um, I think by a it was lot. better than the last two, maybe. Yeah, it made or, its budget. Yeah, think, two. Yeah, there were three of them. Yeah, the the third one was with Josh Brolin. Right, where to go back in time? Yeah, he played young. young yeah, guy. I didn't like that one either. Yeah, that was rough. That yeah. was a rough. Uh, the only the first one's good in my mind. Yeah, I think critically, the first one is the best one. Yeah, the third one made like six hundred mil. Oh really? Yeah, and th- I think that's the most successful one. Was the third huh. one? And this one only made uh, over, I think, like two seventy five. Okay, one hundred fifteen million dollar budget. Didn't make its budget in America though. Overseas and oh, really? all that stuff helped because Australia. It's the only movie that they showed there for such a very long time. <laughs> what was your favorite part? Uh, I do like. I liked in the original one too. The um, finding out who, you know, who did like who from olden times was an alien or yeah uh, so did the like the little flashback histories of um eiffel yeah that was I really thought cool. that was pretty cool and i wanted a lot more to, i want to hear about eiffel's tower and what it was doing mm-hmm. and what else is being protected up there and yeah they made it like the ellis island of aliens right and i thought that was really cool too yeah i um it wasn't my favorite part but it was something i noticed that they uh, they confirmed that donald glover was an alien <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, yeah, that makes sense. That absolutely makes sense. Um, just on a side note, did you listen to our favorite podcast that we listen to? I haven't listened to. I'm on uh, volume four. Yeah. They talk about like back in the day, they knew Donald Glover. Yeah. yeah they, they came up kind of around the same time. And they were like, you know, now that they find out how town, their, their exact quote was, now that like we all know how talented he really is. Mm-hmm. It was just nice of him to let it, like let us be in the same room. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I I have heard them talk about him on a few episodes. It's, yeah. He, do you think that he'll ever do something like Men in Black? You no. think he's too bougie for that now? Yeah. No. I, yeah. I wouldn't say bougie, but he can be selective. Yeah. He, he doesn't have to really work. He seems smart, and. They gave him Lando, and he made Lando his own. Yeah, you know, with with help of Billy D, but he kind of made it his own thing. Yeah, and um, he did it so so convincingly that you may always think of him as Lando. Yeah, you know, if the movie was critically better, he he'd be a you know more of a star for that. But I mean, he's a star already. But yeah, and you look at him, and you look at someone like Chris Hemsworth as well, and. If by any chance they want to, you know, they're ever hurting for money, all they have to do is cons. 
Yeah. They'll live forever through cons. And like, I'll, I'll show out money for Donald Glover, not yeah. even because of Lando, but like because of music. Yeah. And Hemsworth, I've seen in person, but ne- he sold out before he get tickets. So, yeah. you know. Oh, yeah. And I mean, Donald Glover, you could, you know, name 30 different things you'd want to see him for. Yeah. In the last, you know, five years. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. Like, what do you, he's a rare, like, renaissance. You yeah, know, ultra talent. So. Yeah, uh, but I like that they confirmed that he was an alien, and that kind of yeah. explains why he's so talented. <laughs> uh, another thing that I really enjoyed was, uh, like I said, the the street fight scene with the when like uh, fungus gets roofied. Oh and, yeah, like, yeah, he, yeah, he got blown up. Uh, which the guy who played fungus also played the guy who was working on the bike. Okay, and also played the alien that was in his beard, which would probably be the alien that if we lived in that world, you and I would have. <laughs> Uh, the little alien that shot yeah. out of the beard. I thought. Well, that was the thing is, um, in the other ones, they, you know, like Johnny Knoxville's character was, was, um, you know, it was a, uh, he had a, set, a second head. Yeah. Or, or, uh, Tony Shalhoub's character. The guy working on the bike wasn't an alien he just had a guy pop out of his beard yeah he just had a weak chin he was he was peter griffin when he got the bird caught in his beard (laughs) that one episode of family guy that's who that guy was uh but i did i like that they kind of intermingled everybody and you know the i would have liked the fungus to stay around a little bit more yeah he was he was fun but you know he here's another thing he's just another guy they had to kill yep to say everybody is gonna kill the planet whatever there was a lot of characters that were like really not needed. Yeah. Fungus, uh, Rebecca Ferguson's character. <laughs> like <laughs> she shows up and like the fight scene between her and Tessa Thompson was great. Yeah. I didn't realize that was Rebecca Ferguson. Like no. didn't look like her. Chelsea's like, that's the girl from Mission she Impossible. She looks old. She looked older. Yeah, she really she did. She looked like Sia. Yeah. But that's who I thought it was. <laughs> I was like, oh, they, they did get, or, or Lady Gaga. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was, um, I was a little underwhelmed by her storyline. Yeah. The love interest. Now she's like crime boss, but like you really didn't see that other than she killed that man who looked like just like a eighties Miami pimp. Yeah. Or like a Coke dealer. She felt like uh, uh to wow, we're bringing it up a lot on felt like solo. Yeah. How she was taking over yeah, the, the game. Clark. Yeah. Do you think that this is a this type of film was a little outside of F. Gary Gray's uh wheelhouse maybe and that's why it kind of feels repetitive mm-hmm. and, and familiar but not in like the comfortable uh, you know cozy familiar yeah it, it feels like when did i see this before oh, and that, right. i guess that's a you know that's a bad thing yeah when the first thing you see of hey that's lilo and stitch yeah almost down to the colors if he had you know yeah when you could just pick out the movie while you're watching it and go, I remember this happened in that movie. Yeah. Like, oh, that ain't good. It would have been great if there were a line like, by Felicia in this. <laughs> because he did Friday. So I thought that would have been that would have been great. But um, I don't know, man. I it, Sitting down talking to you about it, I want to like, give it a, a lower score because of how repetitive it was. It was watchable. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was, you know, we're 40 minutes into it. and I want to see... I want to see them on t- on movies and and or in movies. Yeah. So I mean, you got that. Yeah, and it was profitable, um, critically not profitable, no. like uh, no. successful. No. But it was a it's a fun popcorn flick. Yeah. To steal uh, a Chuck trademark. I don't. You know, it is. I wouldn't have wanted to see it. Well, I would have been disappointed if I saw it in the theaters. Yeah. It was on our um, episode guide in May. Yeah. Um. Glad I rented it. Yeah. Maybe should we maybe should have bought it because I always feel like rent's a, a waste of money. But, yeah. Um, but I think that yeah, I mean, any movie can be better, but I think they could have made a lot, done something a lot better with it. Yeah, uh, it's fair to say that I don't think Men in Black is going to continue after this. Well, uh, not and, not in, well. Uh, I don't think with these two at least. Yeah. And we've we've gone through forty minutes talking about it, but um, I think Tessa Thompson was really good in this. Yeah. Uh, we've talked a lot about Hemsworth and everybody else, but I, I think that she was really good. I like her range. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I saw her in that. Uh, did you see Sorry to Bother You yet? No. It's the weirdest fucking movie I've ever seen in my life. 
but she's great in it. Okay. And it's she puts on she can wear so many different hats. It shows that she's actually an actress. Yeah. Uh, not just a face that because, you know, a lot of people just plug her in as the, you know, she's pretty and they put her in there and you're the face to carry it. Yeah. But like she she's comedic in this. She's weird in like artsy and sorry to bother you and then you see her in Thor uh Thor and Thought she was great. And, and Creed? Yeah, that's the other one I was going to go to. You yeah. know, you kind of forget what a talent she is. What and I why didn't she's like so in this, and I think it's a writer slash director problem, is the pseudo feminism. Yeah, I don't. You know, I, I don't mind feminism. I think you know Captain Marvel is one of my you know favorites, and I, I you know I like that she was a feminist, but this was weird. Yeah, like it was a weirder feminism. Like the women, in, the people in black, or yeah. like you wear black. Great. It was almost like. It was almost it was pseudo, but it was almost like like it was a male male feminism perspective. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm the biggest feminist ever. Right. Like you, you watch Superstore, right? Yeah. Do you remember when Glenn was like he did like the Me Too yes. and like the feminist stuff, and he's like the future is female. Yeah. Like that. That's all this movie missed was right. the future is and, female line. And that's how it felt. Is like it's a fake pseudo feminism, almost an insult to. You know, a, a, you know, a reality. Yeah. Um. So that was the only thing I, and I don't think it was her. She's delivering the lines that she's given. Yeah. And you're right. I do like her a lot. Yeah. I think- and those when she those lines and that the 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 things that they did with the feminism kind of felt out of place. But you know, she's a she's a pro, so I do like her. Yeah, I like her a lot, and it's like. <laughs> Not like we were biased because we love her work in Marvel. We love Hemsworth's work in Mar- Marvel as well. But like going out and see, like I would see a Tessa Thompson movie. Like I, I actually did. I saw Sorry to Bother You because she was in it. Right. Um, Creed, I, that was before I liked Michael B. Jordan. I saw that because of Stallone <laughs> and, you know, that was pre Killmonger. So it's, you know, with, with her, I think that she's definitely going to go far. Yeah. Uh, I also think that she's one step away from being first build, not co-build like because i noticed i don't really watch a lot of the credits of movies that aren't marvel because why there's no reason to right but i watched this one and the thing that kind of stuck out to me at the end was it was hemsworth it was hemsworth and tessa thompson on the same screen and i was like oh that's cool and i was like thinking like that it was going to be nagiani and ferguson on the next one and it was just nagiani ferguson you know and it went through it they were both equally built and i think that that was important uh because earlier 10 15 years ago even with men in black you would have had tommy lee jones or will smith whoever got paid more would be the first build right and then they whoever was second build would probably bitch about it like oh i i carried the load in this movie i should be able to have gary gray if if this was him or whoever said you know we're gonna build them together and i think that that was important i don't think a lot of people are gonna see it or care about it but i thought that that was cool it's the first time i've actually noticed it okay yeah from, from watching so many movies yeah she yeah she's definitely she should be like rocket strapped and see where she goes. Mm-hmm. I think it's definitely going to happen. There's I I you know she hasn't been she definitely hasn't been typecast in anything yet. Not yet. Um the closest thing would have been her character in Sorry to Bother You and Creed. Okay. Like the artsy right kind of new bohemian kind of style. But She's been able to pull off everything convincingly. That's another thing. Is like I watch it and I, I, I don't, I don't ever see anything else seeping into her characters. Like I don't, I, you know, what I mean, like I don't ever think of the other thing I saw her in when I look, watch her. Like yeah, and you kind of forget. Like I don't watch the show, but Westworld. Yep, she's a focal point in that now. Yeah, and she's got a lot of stuff coming out. She's got uh, a Doris Payne project where she plays Doris. Uh, she's got a movie called Passing with Ruth Nega, who I love. Uh, Sylvie with Eva Longoria okay. and our boy Lance Reddick. Nice. And uh, she's in Lady and the Tramp. Okay. Yeah. So and she plays Lady in Lady and the Tramp. So she's getting that oh, yeah. Disney money. I per- personally, I think she's one movie, and I'm, I'm going to be specific: one Jordan Peele, Blumhouse, Get Out style movie. From being right. one of the most recognizable names in Hollywood. Yeah. I, I That's a thing. Like, It doesn't even have to be Jordan Peele. If she's one Blumhouse good movie away. Yeah. Somebody's got to get her their hands on her. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't mean like. Not she, in a Me Too way. No. Um, 
she she just has to uh she has to get out there and, and uh the right director slash writer you know the Oscar winner or like the up and coming like soon to be Oscar winning you know picks her you know for the story and there's got to be a lot of people looking at her and saying she is the right person for this thing that I got coming up or, yeah or you know maybe people out there are changing their plans when they watch her I don't know yeah they have to adjust be like whoa if we're gonna yeah. get Tessa Thompson we need to really <laughs> batten down the hatches and put it put together a good movie yeah um She's. I thought she was younger than I was. She's four years older than me. Really? Yeah, she's born eighty three. Huh. Four years younger than me. Yeah. I. I, uh, I thought she was like a nineties baby. Yeah. But uh, she looks it. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, it's horrible to say, but uh, she looks younger. Yeah. So. But she was. She was great in this. Hemsworth was was great in this. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna rate it. I'm gonna go three. I'm gonna put it with it chapter two. I'm gonna go two. Oh. Yeah. Because of the predict- predictability. Yeah, I just nothing surprised me, and um, I just didn't feel nothing felt unique. All right. So, all right. I had some chuckles in it. I'd watch it if it was you know, it, I'd watch it. Yeah, and and I think you know, I think Binks would like it. Yeah, um, Toots probably would like it in fifteen years. Yeah, I don't. When Men in Black comes out for the the thirtieth time, yeah, the thirtieth anniversary, yeah. It'll be a new one. It's Jaden Smith and, you know, I think Tommy Lee Jones probably has a kid around there too, right? It'll No, who it'll be? It'll be um, Maya Hawk and Jaden Smith. It'll be two uh, celebrity children. Uh, but that's it. That's a three and a two for, for Men in Black. And uh, we got to move into the somber world of uh, In Memoriam. I don't yeah. think we've ever done this. No. Uh, way back way back when, when we started this podcast, we... Uh, yeah, you, he was... You had a vision. Of doing an episode of each, like doing the wheel. Uh, for our earlier listening <laughs> listeners, uh, you'll remember we did a wheel, picked a show, picked a season, picked an episode, uh, watched it. And uh, my first taste to Deep Space Nine was yeah. through this podcast. And it was uh, with a very <laughs> nog-heavy episode. And this morning uh, on Sunday, uh, we got the news through Twitter and through Facebook that uh, nog, Aaron Eisenberg, passed away yeah. at age 50. Yeah. And I immediately texted you. You had already retweeted it because I don't think you ever sleep. No. Uh, <laughs> Toots won't let us. But, uh, yeah, he, uh, he's he gone. Yeah, and uh, he seemed to be uh, – he had kidney failure, like okay. uh, any transplants and all kinds of stuff. So I don't think it was, um, you know, too unpredictable. But, uh, yeah, he's just the guy who knew who uh, – where he was at. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I think this kind of fell into his lap and he took advantage of it back when, yeah. you know, being, I think he was like five, five and he, he got, started getting sick with the kidney stuff, like at 16, I think he had his first like dialysis treatment. Jeez. So I, I think he kind of knew like he'll never really, you know, be the, but he loved the character. He loved being it, and like he's had podcasts about it, and he's done his own stuff about yeah. it. And he was pretty accessible on Twitter. I think yeah. we've interacted with him before a couple times. Yeah. yeah, and I, I, you know, he had his own podcast that he was working on, and I invited him to come on, and he said, "Yeah, sure," but he was working yeah. on something else at the time. So, yeah, he was. Uh, yeah, because uh, he doesn't get a lot of credit for the work, like. You saw the Nog episode. You didn't think it was great, but like the stuff that he does further into that season, that was like his best season. Well, I think I think the problem, not the problem, but like on the show, you watch him mature, get older. Like you're watching him for seven years. Yeah, get older, mature, and his character matures, turns into something else, goes from you know trying to be a Ferengi to trying to be Starfleet, and so you know. Yeah, but I think that might be like the downside of playing being a character actor. Because you you're only recognized by the prosthetic, right? Like Aaron Eisenberg walking around the Grove. I don't know what, what the fuck am I TMZ. Yeah, he's walking around the Grove. No one's gonna recognize. Yeah. Him. Uh, however, if he's in full nod for Angie makeup, they know him. It's the same thing with Michael Dorn with Worf, right. and you know, uh, the, you know, Paul Blake with Greedo, and all these other, uh, you know, uh, character act. Doug Jones, for example. Yeah. You know, is that the downside of? You know, he's not going to be, there's not going to be hashtag rest yeah. in peace Nog on 
on Twitter because it, it's yeah, a small. It's a shame it's not going to trend, but yeah. people did like his character, and you know the, that's what's good about you. You could say fandoms are toxic in a lot of ways; they are, but also fandoms can take somebody like that and say. And can give them work for the rest of their lives, yep. like we've talked about before. Yeah. And, you know, we've seen Greedo twice now, and we've seen, you know... We've, okay. seen, we've seen Worf twice. Yeah. And he's my white whale. I'll eventually get that damn thing signed by him. But, uh, yeah, like, these people... I don't. It's not to say that they don't have careers or wouldn't have careers, but, you know, it, it, they are famous to us. They're yeah. not famous to everybody else. And it's kind of like they are our famous people. Like, they're yeah. ours. Yeah. You know, to the convention goer. We are convention goers. Yeah. Whether we like it or not. Yeah, so, before and after the podcast, we're going to be convention goers because this, yeah. this is the world we live in. And uh, so there are, they're famous to us and they're people that, like, they're people that people would get excited to be, you know, people are excited to hear from. Exactly. It's kind of like seeing Stephen Amell. Yeah. Like, 99% of the people aren't going to recognize him, but then you and I mark out for it. Yeah. So... Uh, you know, it, Rip, I, I do, I you know, and I, I am a big Nog fan. I thought that was a great episode. You didn't like it so much, but. Well, I think I would have liked it had I gotten into the season. You yeah. know what I mean? As opposed to just yeah. like this. You're is the seeing him as go into the, you know. He's having holodeck problems. Right. Me the, explaining to you that he was just a kid the year before yeah. doesn't help. You got to, so. Yeah, go back and listen to that episode. Uh, pay a, a little respect to <laughs> to my ignorance and. uh well, yeah. Go back and listen to our episode and go watch that episode and yeah. watch Deep Space Nine to see. Uh, yeah, I highly recommend his, um, all of them, but the last two seasons were really good with him. Because right. well, he's got real bad PTSD. He's, you know. The character evolved. Yeah. All right, well, I'll have to get back into it. But that's our episode, Tom. We ended it on a, a sad note, but we can kind of move away from the sad note and move to our next episode. Uh, we're going to be doing a Versus episode. Yep. Age of Resistance, The Dark Crystal, Netflix original, going to Amazon Prime original, Carnival Row. Head to head. Puppets and Cara Devlin. <laughs> Man. How do he's we- got all the emotion of a, a handless puppet. Yeah, I mean, who's going to have more facial expressions? Uh, the Skeksis <laughs> or Cara Devlin? Uh, we- I haven't watched it yet, but everybody says it's good. But- yeah. I mean, it's an Amazon Prime series we just did the boys last episode yeah. go back and listen to that and uh you know i think that that's going to actually be a good one i think this next mm-hmm. one's going to be great but that's next week uh go back and listen to our other ones support us on social media galaxy worst podcast support all active geek stuff active geek podcast and the other two that are going to be coming back soon and uh next week binge now yep. we're prepared to be spoiled next yep. week uh we'll be back next week again and here's 20 dollars. buy yourself something nice